We're on. What is going on, my ever-changing brown? Is, uh, ever-changing where, where, brown. Where, where, where are you today, mate? I am a home brown. I am back at my parents' place and uh, going to be here for Christmas and New Year's, probably next three to four weeks. Um, just chilling out, having some good family time because uh, just hasn't been going down as much as we would have liked this year, right? So yeah, um, yeah. So it's going to be nice. And then also just being home, just switched off for a couple of weeks from delivering sessions and stuff. So going to be taking time off work. And uh, yeah, so looking forward to it, man. Just looking forward to some downtime. Just thinking about, you know, I'm going to get some reading in. I'm going to get some chill time in. Get some hang with the family. And uh, even part of that is just uh, get rid of social media for a couple of weeks as well. Mm. Just um, switch off from doing that kind of stuff. Um, or just being involved in it because I think uh, it'll be an interesting little experiment to see how much space I find in my brain by getting rid of uh, uh, getting rid of that kind of uh, what is it get rid of that kind of distraction basically yeah but I love that I, I've got visions of you kind of picking up a book and be like <laughs> blow the dust off it and be like oh what's under here yeah. walk into an attic yeah. I've not been here in so many years yeah exactly yeah, I know, man. It's like by the end, by the end of the two weeks, I'll have a freaking library, you know, it's just yeah. like behind me. So uh, yeah, that's the idea. It's just um, yeah, just get in tune with more important stuff. Wicked, man. Wicked. It's really nice to hear that. The family's gonna be so happy to, to have you back, man. Yeah, man. It's, I'll be. Yeah, I'm happy to be back as well. This is already you know getting stuff like, uh, what do you want to eat? As uh, I got, we got this, we got that, we got this, we got that. Yeah, cool. All of it's good. <laughs> yeah, take a take a hike, stays with local. We're yeah. about we about this yeah. home life now. <laughs> That's it, man. That is it exactly. What about you, man? What's been cracking? How's the week? Oh, man, good week. Really good week. Productive week. Mm. Um, not really ramping down just yet. I don't really think we're mm-hmm. gonna ramp down. If I'm honest, yeah, I okay. think we're gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna keep keep gearing it up from now until next year. Yeah. But we're gonna have a few days of downside. That's that's gonna. Mm. Um, that's going to be needed, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's just going up and up and up and up and up. I'm I'm, enjoy, I'm enjoying how how things are going right now. Um, big projects that we'll talk more about in 2021, hopefully. Um, and yeah, just lots, lots on, lots on. I mean, we we we, we, we were just on the uh, the roundtable that we're doing right now, which which mm. is uh, kind of a an exclusive thing that me, you, TJ, and Bilal both uh, what, what episode numbers are tj and Bilal in trivia right let's so, go yeah tj so we had uh, tj singh uh, umar's partner in crime when it comes to all things pt on yeah. uh, episode 15 of uh, the podcast and then uh, we had uh, Bilal, who is umar's cousin but he's also he's a corrective exercise specialist um helping people um improve their lives through movement and uh, he was on episode 20 that Slick. was the one. Slick. Yeah. With, with the summary, I just rolled it off the tongue. I mean, can we can we just appreciate <laughs> appreciate what we just witnessed? That was that was special. I mean, yeah. was special. Aspie Brown has to be a name at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Don't I'm know why. I, yeah, I think I think there should be a challenge. Actually, I think we've had like nine guests. Maybe yeah, nine guests. Uh, we I'm gonna say we might more, be able bro. to. Oh, it's uh, we. We, oh, you're asking me to reel them off. Is this is this what's going on? <laughs> we can go there, but I'm, I'm definitely thinking we've got more than that. But, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll, we'll say it for yeah, another time. Maybe take. Yeah, I, exactly. I know you're, you're going to be doing it in the background, running that file, just being like, Whoa. yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Just right in the background. Be like, I'll have the odds. So I'll just be like mid podcast. I'll just go ten. 
yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just like like a rain man in friggin uh, yeah. uh just just bust out a number dustin hoffman yeah yeah exactly Dustin, what's yeah. uh so tell me man van 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 brown is like you got van your van job <laughs> that's it that's it just uh weekend van man hire i will be at your service yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna whip out the van for 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 all your viewing pleasures check out this beauty i mean uh <laughs> i'm gonna set the stage so basically a little project we've got going on right now and mm. required us to hire a van hire a van and take it all over look at that look at that lovely thing that <laughs> right? i think you're like one of the few people who thinks an enterprise rent a van is a beautiful thing <laughs> dude tell me trust me right I, I had an experience yesterday. I, I feel like we bonded. Cool. Man and machine actually bonded yesterday. So <laughs> yeah. I've I've never the biggest thing I've ever driven is my is my uh, my donkey that I have taken all me around the world the world, which is my Citroen C well, my, my Ford C Max, goodness me. I must have offended my car yeah. by calling it a Citroen. Yeah. Um, I think you better go you better go stroke it and tell it everything's yeah. okay afterwards. She's already pissed at me, man, because I've 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 been I've been, I've been away with, with this big, big uh, big vehicle over the weekend. Yeah. And um, anyway. The stage is set where we need to go and pick up uh, a vital component. I'm being quite cryptic right now, but in time we mm. shall reveal all. And said component dun, dun, dun. is at the arse end of nowhere in Exeter. Like, oh, where damn. is Exeter? I've heard of Exeter. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. place, but in my in my head it doesn't really exist because it's just off in the ether, right? It turns out mm. it's about four hours away from Leicester. <laughs> yeah. One way, right? And we, yeah. and so I have to last minute hire a van and and pedal on down there so me hiring the van okay cool i'm just gonna go i i don't like haggling i don't like kind of ringing around tj is much mm. better at that than i am i'm just more like direct first yeah. person here have, take my money give me the thing i have peace of mind <laughs> yeah. i have peace of mind see you later right and yeah. um so anyway i do that enterprise tell me that the van's gonna be quite small so it should be okay for what you need it for which is just transporting a few few small rolls of flooring right anyway i get there to enterprise and they've got this absolute boat. And I'm just like, what do you want me to do with this? This is massive. This is huge, right? I can't. I don't want to drive this. And uh, Have you ever driven anything that big as well? No, never. Not once Yeah, so you've got to get used to that a little bit, right? Exactly, right? It's, yeah. uh, it's, just, it's just an absolute leviathan of a vehicle, right? <laughs> all, all the respect now in the world for bus drivers and for mm. people that just drive larger forms of locomotion, right? It's it's yeah. it's it's impressive, right? And um, I, do you know what Chris Harris? I don't know if you know who Chris Harris is. He's a motoring journalist. Hmm. No, no, no. Legend, like straight up legend. Like I put him in higher esteem than all of the Top Gear presenters. Like they're cool, right? They're 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 sound, right? But they're like they're like shreds. You know, shreds, the supplement company that are like shouty okay. and loud and funny and cool. But right, the substance is with Chris, in my opinion, right? Like the real. Hmm. Maybe I'm maybe I'm selling them short. Calling them shreds is, is a bit bit too bit too aggressive. But anyway, Chris Harris said this thing on the podcast recently where it was like everybody who drives on the road should have to drive a larger vehicle and a smaller vehicle to gain that perspective on okay, what is it like mm -hmm. to be a cyclist when there's a double decker bus just there? Yeah. And probably shit your pants, right? At the same time, what is it like to be a double decker bus when there's a little tiny ant of a cyclist over there? So, gain yeah. gaining this perspective. Anyway, so. I'm not too confident right now, right? So it's 10, yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning yesterday and I get behind the wheel of this thing having just paid 
too much money in my opinion anyway but okay the, the, the whole the thing is like okay bring the van back in one piece and you get your deposit back and whatever so i'm just like okay gotta get it back in one piece that's a last a hefty deposit um and i set off and i'm proper granny driving the whole way to like to, to my first destination and like being like super hyper hyper vigilant of the mirrors which are massive and then the thing has like um obviously being a van it doesn't have a rear view mirror right because there's right. there's there's just steel behind your head. And then you yeah, look at yeah. it and you're just like, why'd you put the mirror there then? You're just trolling me now, right? Like, what's the point? <laughs> it's like, what do I want to look at? My own face? Oh, so it's actually there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's just, just there. Look at it where it would normally be in a car, but you just see this thing. Like, that. that's like the wall, yeah. basically, right? You can't see the world. Um, yeah. But then when you frick it into reverse, you've got, you've got a little reversing sensor on the back of the van that you can mm. see. But the logic behind this is not there. The, the mirror is this big, right? <laughs> the reversing camera is yeah. this big. <laughs> at least at least somebody somebody here like help me out yeah come on yeah uh anyway anyway oh man i set off and um i just can't i just can't i'm, I'm driving this thing and i'm just thinking I'm, I'm, I'm so scared to pull out of any junction because it's got no pickup <laughs> and it's just super slow anyway I'm, I'm backing up traffic all the way down the street from the first 10 minutes i'm thinking okay this is this is this is not going to go well i've got to go a lot of hundred miles today. I didn't know how many hundred <laughs> miles. Turns out I'll, I'll reveal that in a bit. But a lot of hundred miles, right? And I'm just, you know, that immediate anxiety that just sets in straight away. Uh, I don't right. know if you've ever done anything like that, where you're just your your whole body holds a bit of tension through it, and you're just like, yeah, man, this is not. I'm not enjoying this right now. And as a result, I'm sure there'll be a, like a, a biological kickback where you're just burning calories and burning thoughts, overthinking, and um, yeah. you end up getting super sleepy. So I, yeah. I, in the first half an hour, I, this is what I do. I, I just start to like, I'm driving, being super hyper vigilant. At the same time, just like yawning my ass up. It's like 11 o'clock. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get some calories in while I drive. So I'm eating yeah. at the same time. Not advisable, but got to be done. And uh, as, as, as would be the case, it starts to lash down with rain. Like mm. I've been driving for Perfect. what? Yeah, it's exactly perfect, what you want, man. Perfect store, man. George Clooney. He, uh, <laughs> this is already this is already a challenge. It. Just bring it yeah. even more. Bring me more of a challenge. I love this. This is it. This is <laughs> you. You went where I was about to go, right? So I'm driving down the road, <laughs> yeah. and it, the wipers are proper, just giving it Wimbledon, right? Like all over, oh, wow. like trying try, try, try to just keep up. <laughs> giving it uh, Wimbledon. What's that from? Back and forth. Man. Just <laughs> back and forth. It's <laughs> like a tennis match. That's where I went. I was like, I've got to be sure. That's what you mean, man. <laughs> But I was, I was going to have a table tennis, but Wimbledon came out. So anyway, um, and it's—I've never driven in worse rain in my life. Like I, wow. I've seen worse rain. I've seen worse rain, but I've never driven in worse rain. Like seen worse rain mm. in Kenya. Um, that's another funny driving story, but I'll tell that another time. Um, and it's—it's—you you know, when you get into a vehicle, you don't know where anything is. You don't know where the lights are. You don't know all oh, these man, things. Yeah. You should, if you're clever, you find out when you get in the van. <laughs> Yeah, so I get, I get in the thing. I'm trying to fiddle you with do, the light. You do that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, you're doing that while you're driving in like uh, yeah. capitulation rain, exactly. and just try to figure it out from there. Absolutely, absolutely. Just let it let it job, right? And that's it. It's like yeah, do first, ask questions later. Just pull yeah. the trigger, and then and then whatever happens happens. Exactly, exactly. Um, but the best part about this van is a feature that I had no idea about and I wouldn't have mm. to have any idea about. It's called Lane Assist. So Lane Assist is basically if you okay. wander out of your lanes, it shouts at you and it just beats your <laughs> ear real loud. Like, hey, like, hey, 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 <laughs> get back in line. Wake up. Yeah, straight away. And um, because of the thing, literally, like if this is a lane, the van's footprint on the road is like 
here. So any yeah. kind of undulation and, and coupling that with the with crazy weather, my van's getting blown mm. all over the place anyway. So I'm lashing yeah. down with rain. First half an hour, I'm sweating and I'm tired. I'm trying to eat at the same time. And I've, yeah. I've got to go, like I said, hundreds of miles today. So I, uh, I, I'm on the way. I'm on the way. And um, that thought process that you just had just then is where I went to with it. Like yeah, I just yeah. like peeked out the window, looked at the sky. I was like, I see what you're doing right now. Don't don't think don't think that I've not been here before. This is a test. Yeah. This is a test to see how much you really want it, it, right? A hundred percent. I went there straight away with it. And from that moment I was like, okay. And now I get it. Now when we're not just we're not just kind of uh we're not just driving vans over here. You're 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 asking me to plant seeds of awareness and you're asking me to mm. to reap those fruits right now because I need to be aware of the lane, I need to be aware of the wipers, I need to be aware of the traffic, I need to be aware of this new vehicle that I'm driving over here. And me kind of rehearsing all that shit while I'm going along is is a lot to take in. There's a lot to take mm. in. And um yeah, it was an experience, man. It was an experience. Like I said, me and me and this van definitely bonded over time because it was it was just like yeah. me me and this uh <laughs> this object having to make it through a crazy journey. Um which yeah. by the end of it, getting to Exeter was some crazy little like back roads and like hill shit and dark roads where there's no lights and everything. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not very confident behind the wheel of this thing anyway but now put me in the middle of the woods and it's not raining anymore but it's super dark and super cold and super foreign to me um uh and yeah but we made it we made it to 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 pick up the the goods get the goods stick them in the car and then me being me i decided to go on a little mission of my own which took me four hours across london across so exeter if you look at that map there i don't know how to describe this but imagine that africa thing africa thing there is is the south UK. america <laughs> yeah south america yeah. Yeah, you sure you ended up in exeter <laughs> <laughs> after edit that bit out anyway right yeah. <laughs> i can't point that because it's really right. okay. south america yeah. is he's talking about exeter he actually ended up in essex <laughs> <laughs> no wonder it was so long he didn't know where the hell you were oh man yeah, yeah. Well over here, right yeah i um <laughs> i i ended up here like exeter is there and where yeah. i went second is here literally i drove <laughs> yeah. across the whole like width of uk of southern uk to get yeah. to my second destination and that was a four-hour oh, trip boy. that way so me and this van are really good friends right now um, <laughs> yeah luckily you, you that, figured each other out now as well yeah you, you're now, along. Like, it's like it's like lord of the rings two towers now like kind of we're, we're on, we've yeah. done the first epic journey now we're on the second <laughs> yeah. and um yeah man it was just a, it was just a total new experience thrown in the deep end figure it out all all the all the uh expressions that we use in the podcast like do the thing to have the power and yeah yeah and like that one was the main one but just mainly just thinking of it as a test was such a nice mm-hmm. thing to be like okay if you really want this and while i went to the second destination for what i really wanted i really wanted to to have the opportunity to do what i needed to do um but there was this thing in the way which was this journey right and um mm-hmm. that just made me think that it's 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 about recognizing that in the moment and not shitting your pants and and keeping your awareness into the things you need to keep it aware too but yeah. keeping in mind what's going to happen if you micromanage yourself along the way and we can go everywhere and anywhere with that thinking about mm. the, <clears throat> the 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 other goals that we have for in our lives but that for me was a really nice experience but i got to I got to just face it on my own, no one to look at, no one to call on, um, 
and just go through it. Just go through, even going to the mm. petrol station to fill the damn thing up was like, where the hell is the filler cap now? I don't even know where this is. Like, this is all just, yeah. all just difficult, right? But um, it was so satisfying. So, so satisfying at the same time. Nice. So, uh, that was my ordeal yesterday. And we made it home in one piece. Mm. Made it home in one piece. Delivered her back today. Nothing but good memories. And uh, <laughs> yeah. having a good time, man. Having a good time. It was good. Amazing, man. So, it's like, uh, like, is it when it was over, everything was like, okay, yeah. I got. I realized I got everything out of this. Or was it along the journey where you you started to settle in and everything was we're we're now on an even level? Or was it right at the end where you realized, oh, okay, yeah, this was uh, this is what I got out of it. I'd say it was midway. It was midway. So mm. say breaking into three journeys, right? So Leicester mm. to Exeter. Leicester to Exeter. I'm falling asleep. I am kind of. I'm kind of Rocky Balboa on the ropes. Like, kind of, this is this is club of lag. <laughs> yeah. giving me more than I thought he would, right? And yeah. uh, I don't want to play. I don't want to play anymore, right? But then I'm looking at it like, yeah, we trained for this. Like, like not just we trained for this, but I, I started taking it back to, like, if if we if I look at my lineage of of people, okay, mm. so we trace it back to Pakistan, to Afghanistan, to India, to these kind of places in the world. These people had to travel. They had to travel. They had to had to make their way into the new world. Um, gee, your camera's a bit fuzzy again. I don't know if this is the same thing as last week. Um, oh, okay. But maybe mm. I don't know, maybe it'll clear up. Um, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But that, that's where my mindset went with it, is that these people had to travel. I'm of those people. I need to I need to make sure that, that whatever I pass on, I have to keep, I have to pull that with me. You know what I mean? And I started attaching mm. myself to a thing that was bigger than just me. Like, I can be in that moment mm. and start freaking out and start kind of being, oh, I can't do this or, or whatever. But... It's, it's, I think it's about looking at it in this big kind of scope. Um, so yeah, the, the, the first the first little bit was me almost checking it and being like, oh, I don't really like this. It's a bit, it's kind of freaking me out, making me feel a certain way. Get to Exeter and the nerves kind of go. I'm like, okay, I made the first journey. I made the first um, first voyage. And the second one was actually longer than the first one. But I know this now. I know this road. Mm. I've walked it before. And um, we can just kind of open up a little bit, get a bit more confident with it. And then the third journey from 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 like edge of London to, to back home again. So edge of like super West London to back home again. No, East London um, was just smooth. I'm, uh, I'm just in my flow. But that initial bit of like, oh, wow, this is a test. Hey, this is a live mm. test right now. I'm aware that it's a test. I thought that was really liberating because a lot of the podcast came out. A lot of the things we talk about came out. And mm. this, I've, got to, I've got to link this back to, to Jimmy Judo Wallhead who is our MMA coach in, in Leicester. Um, we go down to his gym, Hardy Wallhead MMA, wicked gym. Um, and he's a brilliant, brilliant coach. And he, he always talks about how you do it in practice, but then it comes out in the real thing. It come, the, the, mm. the, the instilled information, the instilled data will present itself. So uh, mm. I felt like that happened. I felt like that happened where it was like, oh, we, we've done all these podcast talkings. We've, we've kind of rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it. Mm. But what good is that if when the light's on you, and the stage is set that you just crumble. Like, no, it can't happen. Yeah. Like, we're going to figure this out. Like, some people will listen to this being like, oh, you just drove a van, mate, relax. But yeah. at the time, it was it was a really kind of full-on experience, especially with the environment, especially with kind of what I had to go and get, go to get done. And it was time-sensitive as well. At one point, we're stuck in complete standstill traffic. I'm, like, I'm not going to get there in time. The place is going to close. This is not going to go well. And, like, there's, there's all these little things that uh, along the journey are always going to try and play with you, eh? But... Um, mm-hmm. It's all about doing the things we do, which is which is keep calm, carry on, but carry on mm. with constant awareness because 
it's, it's literally it takes one moment for someone to cut you up and you turn you to barge into them. Some moment where the road's a bit narrow and you can pull a wheel off the end and, and end up kind of middle of the middle of the field, right? So um, yeah, man, yeah. it was a great experience. Super knackered today, but a really really yeah. valuable uh, really valuable time. Yeah, for sure, man. I think uh, that's a great metaphor for people when they start on a fitness journey. Uh, you know, try and get to that physical potential. I think it's a metaphor for what people are kind of like going through now as well, in mm. the sense that um, you, you know, you're hopping in this thing and you've got to pay attention to so many different things that you're not aware of. And when you do that, your, your brain goes into hyper alert mode. And like you said, you're hyper alert, but you're tired at the same time because it, it doesn't seem to make sense, but it makes complete sense because that's what actually ends up happening. You're, you're consuming so much energy trying to stay alert that it's also quite tiring at the same time, yeah. right? So it's, um, yeah, I think there's there's a big metaphor for it where um, <clears throat> your essentially your brain is a, is, is a predictive machine, right? So what it actually does is it takes information from our environment and fills in the gaps all the time. So it's not like uh, you're... Yeah, what's interesting is, is like, you know, if I'm looking at you, for example, it's not that I actually have the real image of who you are. It's, um, it's more like it's a simulation. It's like mm -hmm. it, it takes the information that it can pick up that it's paying attention to and then just processes it in the brain and uh, fills in the gaps. <clears throat> and then so I have my version of what Umo looks like and uh, you know it there's there's this general kind of consensus of who you are because everybody will be able to recognize it's you but like what I have in my conscious awareness of what a um, like you know what represents you is going to be a little bit different to what somebody else will think so somebody else might be like oh yeah Umo yeah, he's got this beard and I was like oh yeah Umo the one with the glasses you know that's how uh, you know it comes to your mind in a different kind of way mm -hmm. and so um, and so when you're in a scenario where it's completely unpredictable, you don't know how to drive this thing, you don't know whether like the controls are for this thing. Uh, there's no rear view mirror, which you're super used to having, or there is, but it's useless. And yeah. uh, then you've got to rely on different sensors. Then you end up having a situation where it's chucking it down with rain. So you're dealing with the elements as well. Your brain is going, I don't know what to do here. because None of this fits any of the modeling that I've had before. So mm. it is super alert and picking up on a lot of information all at the same time. Mm. So it's going through that process and yeah, it's, you're super alert and it's tiring at the time and then you've described what actually happens the more skilled uh, you get at that process or rather the more your brain starts to get comfortable with what's happening so you're learning a new skill of driving in the elements in this new vehicle that you don't know brain starts to process it and then it's like it's unexplored territory that has now become explored territory yeah. and you are now uh, a lot more functional and uh, you've gone somewhere where you haven't been before and uh, you've taken that and made it your own so now you're comfortable being in a scenario which uh, you wouldn't have been uh, comfortable in previously and so that second leg that second half of your journey is actually a lot smoother than the first mm -hmm. half of the journey simply because you've been there done that in a way now right yeah and um and i think that's a, yeah it's a really good metaphor for when people are starting out on a physical journey or sorry a fitness journey when they're trying to achieve their physical potential because in the beginning it's like there's a whole bunch of different factors that you start to pay attention to and you're kind of like deer in headlights like I don't know which way to go and so one of two things can happen is like you embrace it you lean in and you just keep going and you do what you can and you you make small steps and keep going or you're just like ah oh, fuck it I'm not gonna go there 
and uh, and this is where someone like me and you comes into it is like actually if you are regardless of where you are whether you're going to lean in and embrace it or if you're thinking oh screw this this is a bit difficult you know it's too much for me to handle you can have somebody to guide you through that process you can have somebody to go here's the best place for you to start based on everything i understand about you and mm. go there and let's let's go through that process and if you're somebody who's um, not leaning in and is a bit scared to do something is like okay well let's just break it down into a manageable step for you what can you do right now I can do this okay let's let's go to that can you go to the gym okay if three times a week is too much for you can you start once yes I can all right let's do this and then build it up from there for example and um, and then it unexplored territory becomes explore territory mm-hmm. and you're you're you're, you're much you're succeeding and um, you're, you're on your way to being where you want to be you know you finish a journey and man man and machine are one is that robo van <laughs> robo van <laughs> exactly loved it man yeah it was, it was so much fun yeah. it was so much fun you, mm. you're totally right in that summation and that was a really really succinct way of just articulating the process of yesterday and what mm. i really liked was we talk about like what you just touched on there is when we when we as a coach step to a client and we share our awareness um and like you said we we bring awareness to the things that client can handle there and then and then Mm. slowly progress that awareness and and diversify it but we have to form that foundation to work from it's nice when you get the water slashed in your face and you're like oh shit where's my mouth you know where 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 am i at today and um especially in in an environment like like we can do it in like I say, we can do it, but we can. We're comfortable in a jiu-jitsu ring, in a jiu-jitsu on jiu-jitsu mats. Comfortable in a in a, in a ring or in a, with a barbell in our hands, or kettlebells in our hands, or even with some trainers on. But when it's just completely foreign, that's uh, well, largely foreign. It's it, it. There's a lot to to manage, and it, it's it's a it's a definitely a sense of pride and achievement. And I felt myself kind of geeing myself up the way I would for a for a deadlift or a squat or like a big movement in the gym exactly the same like kind of mm. be like that you talk about celebrating the wins in the moment like me mm. traversing like a, a busy intersection yesterday like shifting properly keeping my mirrors away i was like yeah we're getting this now this is this is coming <laughs> and i'm just there in the chair being like i got this i got this this is, this is not getting me um it's 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 all the same you know you said you you, mm. you linked it straight back to the process of client goes through with fitness you would do that. You, we do that for clients. Like we we're high five at the end of the set because you couldn't do that before. Like your human with your consciousness and your body couldn't make that happen. But like you said, Killian Hamilton says it really well. Like creating the associative mechanisms mm-hmm. to then branch off from where you are now to where you want to be is is this is the building blocks of of moving forward, right? And and um, I've done it with with the barbell and, and with clients but now it's a case of okay do that same thing what what's the awareness points here same thing we mm. use the awareness points in the gym can you feel your bum on the bench can you feel your core being kept okay well we need those things here it's just awareness and like you said transferring it to different skills definitely gives you a sense of accomplishment there and then in the moment man big time exactly is being able to recognize that as well because we talked about that a little bit with uh, david right a couple of yeah. couple episodes back so david um, one of Umar's ex-colleagues who's a PT but he's also um, like from the age of like 7 till 17 or something like that he just spent all that time just dedicating his life to playing classical guitar so he's he's basically an expert at 
classical guitar and to the extent where he's competing in um competitions with guitar competitions as well. so like you know beating other people he was the best in his age group i think at one point as well so it's like there's, there's somebody who's like highly highly skilled in one domain um but he was able to take the lessons from becoming highly skilled in that and applying it to another domain which is physical fitness you know it's like two different completely different domains but it's like okay here's the principles from here i can apply i can take it from there and i can apply it to this domain and start to excel here as well so what you did yesterday was just recognize is like oh these are all the things you know we talk about and we talk about it relative to physical potential and like life in general but here's a scenario which is actually new to me and mm -hmm. i haven't been thrown in like this in this way with this type of thing let me just take the principles of the things that we talk about and um and ruminate on and actually use it and apply it now and be like, okay, yeah, this is all good. It's all going to work out because this is just, just the process in play. Yeah, man, 100%. So much fun. So much fun. So yeah. like I, said it, I said it last week with the multidimensional brown that you can mm. step out of your life and look at yourself and be like, oh, shit, this is what's happening right now. This is, yeah. interesting. This is interesting. This is fun. Yeah. And um, you can almost start to do that with, uh, like a friend of mine said um, in a podcast that, she, that she's in, like stopping to think what are we thinking we don't necessarily do that too often like stopping to be aware yeah. of our awareness is such a yeah. such a thinking tricky about thing thinking. Right? Yeah, yeah thinking about thinking like we, we, we chat about inception quite a lot don't we like that's that's <laughs> yeah. like a, a consciousness within a consciousness right and that it's, it's 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 fun to to think that we can split ourselves to just be hyper aware and and then like we said, you can then create foundations in that state of hyper-awareness and then branch from there as well, right? And this mm -hmm. is how you end up running 10 different thoughts in your head. Um, yeah. And that, that expression, uh, if you want something done, ask a busy person. Sometimes it rings true, right? Because you're able mm -hmm. to orientate this, that, and the other and like minority report your whole life. Um, <laughs> because you've been there in so many different ways. Um, yeah, man, it's a really, really fun experience. And then anybody, mm -hmm. anybody out there who's listening to this right now, I would urge you, what I learned from this that yesterday was throw yourself in the deep end and just see where you're at. Maybe don't hire a van and drive 750 miles in one day, but Boom. yeah, I, was, I, was, I forgot about this. I'm going to chuck that in too. Yeah, I, I, I can't travel this year, so I'll just make up my mileage by taking this van around the UK. <laughs> We're going on a trip, donkey. Let's go. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe don't do that, but <laughs> in some way in some way you got to check yourself you got to mm. check yourself otherwise like you just don't know you just don't know and then recently i've been listening to a podcast talking about someone's experience at failing at getting into medical school and mm. that's just that what it sparked in me was perseverance of somebody having to go there get rejected go there get rejected again go there get rejected again and i'm going to link that back to what we talked about last week with with the gym and when you're repping and when you're training there's certain things that break down in your exercises and your, and your, your technique and your, your awareness and it's only through breakdown that we learn right it's it's, it's like mm. that maxwell maltz book um psycho cybernetics the whole the whole premise of the book is that we we only learn through our mistakes so it's like it's like mm. that sets the stage for future successes it's so much fun mm. man. so much fun to to, to be self-effacing in this way and just have have the the obstacle come to you and present itself like oh, okay let's play and mm. yeah you, you figure yourself out man 
Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. There's, um, you know, something you said there is like, if you want something done, ask a busy person. Um, yeah, that I'm gonna segue because uh, this is just it, 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 it just got me thinking, right? Wrong, yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge that thought because I'm I say I'm of the opinion, but then again, you know, what uh, depends depends how how somebody is busy. Is there's gonna be a few like factors which yeah. uh, mean that it depends, right? So it's being busy, which is just kind of indiscriminate action, and you're, it's, it's like, I think Tim Ferriss once described it as like, you know, being busy is like a form of laziness. And I really thought about that and I was like, right. Okay. And it could, for me, it's like being busy could be a form of procrastination as well. Right. So you could constantly be busy doing stuff and feel like you're being productive. But if you really actually sat down and looked at your day at the end of it, you're like, oh, there's literally like one thing that I got done and it took me about 12 minutes, you know, mm. so I have a 12 hour day where I could have been doing some work. I did like 12 minutes of work. That's just not effective. You're busy, but does that mean you're effective? And you're thinking to yourself as the day goes on, I'm busy, busy, busy. Somebody tries calling. He's like, oh no, I don't have the time to take this call. You know, I've got all this stuff to do. And uh, I've got my to-do list. I need to call off. It's like, cool, but actually, are you being busy or are you actually being effective while being busy? And and so I wonder, is like, uh, <clears throat> If, uh, so I, I, I'm trying to like lean towards the other way is like, okay, the more productive I become, the more time I should free up for myself, mm. right? To be able to do the things I want to do. And we were talking earlier in our round table, um, about systems. So systems help you free up your time as well. So you end up like kind of front loading the work to build a system. And then when you have that working for you, you actually have less time, uh, to, you, you need less time to work on those things and you have more time for yourself, more time to, you know, learn about things or more time to spend with clients or more time to work on a few other things. So there's um, there's being busy, which could just be indiscriminate action, but there's being busy with actually getting shit done. And uh, there's, I know because I'm... I've been there as well. It's like, you know, you think you've been busy and then you look at your stats and your phone is like, you were on the screen for like seven hours. Like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> it's like, okay, it's fine. There's seven hours of screen time, but there's, okay, how much of it is actually me reading an article off my phone, mm. which was, uh, which was useful to me. Um, so, you know, using my phone instead of using my computer because it was just a little bit more efficient, that kind of thing. Okay, if I knock it out, then there's me, you know, maybe it's like whatever, say two hours on, say, Instagram or something. It's like, that wasn't useful. It just mm -hmm. wasn't useful. So, um, there's be, this, that's just busy and just thinking, okay, I don't have time to speak to this person, but actually I do. I'm just not using my time very well. And so, where I'm going with this is like, you know, what do you think to the idea that actually, um, if you want to get shit done, ask somebody who looks like they're free all the time <laughs> you know? so he's like actually what are you doing that is making you so productive where you know every time i speak to you you seem pretty relaxed you mm. seem like uh, uh you uh, haven't you, you don't look like you're burning out you don't look like you're distracted because you just feel like you got something else to do all the time you um and you're actually you know i look around and i'm like you're actually successful you're actually doing things well you know, yeah. so what the hell is that? How have you done that? What's the process mm -hmm. you've gone through? So, um, yeah, just throw that back I'm at you. What do you reckon? I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. The way I'm seeing that is, I think, personally. So I'm going to use the I'm going to use the example of of Jordan Shallow, right? So mm. that's somebody that I look at, and I think he's he's 
done one to now operate in the other. And uh, what I mean by that is he's been in a place where he's been super busy doing, whether it be on the gym floor, whether it be through chiropractic college, and mm. and that's the that's the time in his life where he's kind of taking everything in. And he's probably quite busy, um, but then as a result, he's put in the place systems to free up time, and he's used the time while he's busy to highlight where his insufficiencies lie and he's almost mm-hmm. graduated to a higher level of awareness with his practice that he can automate himself and automate his his systems to deal with workload and yeah. that for me it's almost like if you take it back to training mm-hmm. if you've got somebody in the gym who I'm asking them to okay plant your feet and screw your hips into the bench keep your spine neutral extend your thoracic slightly hold the dumbbells at a slight angle come down to your active range press into the bench and return the dumbbells back to the top okay i've decided i've, I've just i've just broken down a dumbbell press but to somebody who can't segregate their awareness and can't be busy and effective then that's going to seem like what the hell no chance mm. right and what i what we've got to do there in that is is being being like aware coaches is, is reduce the workload so that they can automate some systems and then get more and more and more and more before you know it the other things become automatic like the systems you talked about that system is designed to do one thing and it's designed to kind of like send an email out or it's designed to Mm. house information or or, or like create a booking system or something it has a single function and in doing that across the body we end up freeing up more of our time so we can take on more so I think it's more of a kind of a, a cascade of you use the systems as you become aware of the systems. But at the start, you almost have to go through that period of, okay, what's too much? And the only way mm. you get there is by being kind of busy. And then you end up automating at the end of it. But I, I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. There's definitely, there's definitely like, for instance, my mum. My mum's a great example. Like this person's always mm. busy. But yeah you described two people I've, I've been that person you described as well like you, you said you'd been that person where you've I've done loads today but I haven't really done anything today and um, mm. that it's, it's a weird feeling but then you look at my mum and she's like ultra productive like everything's getting right. done 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 um, but she still is quite busy so asking her to do stuff sometimes can, can get done but I feel like it's it's through years of her honing and realising okay if I save a bit of time here and then save a bit of time there. I can then go and do this, and I can cook. I can cook. I can cook, and I can make this journey. I make that journey. Um, but yeah, man, it's interesting. I, I, I feel like the way the way my life's gone with this is I've been busy and not had any kind of productivity behind it. And mm-hmm. then it's a case of okay, assess yourself and be like, mm-hmm. what the hell are you actually getting done? Be quite quite self-facing. And then it leads you yeah. to a place where we had that conversation just now about systems. And saying, okay, right, well, I can automate certain things and, and, and I can I can see where I was overthinking in the past and I can almost leave this to the uh, to the system that just does that one thing for me. Um, and then I can kind of free up space to go and do other things. Like you said, the person can yeah. then chill and present really, really well. So, yeah, man, I, I see it like a bit of a, bit of a, I don't know whether spectrum is the right way of looking at it, but maybe one leads on to the other, but... I think mm-hmm. you're you're definitely right in both ways. I've seen both done well, but um, 
the way you described second, I think, is the ultimate goal, isn't it? Like to to the way you sorry, the way you posed it, which was, I'm busy, but I don't look busy. Like you're almost making the skill mm. look effortless. It's like it's like the yeah. Olympic weightlifter throws the barbell over his head, and it's like how many different things did you just did you just do? like that yeah. like i yeah. can't even do any of them like ever like yeah. even alone like just the dorsiflexion i'll be <laughs> yeah. here i'll be here mobilizing my ankles for the next three years leave me please and <laughs> that that's that's that'll be my thing right but this person's there with all of their shit down that's a system working in harmony right hmm. and then they, they yeah. look at their face and it's like yeah what i just threw 200 kilos in my head no big deal mm -hmm. i've been doing this for ages right that's kind of the end expression of what you're talking about so yeah, yeah. but I, I i bet that was there was a time when that person couldn't you know what I mean? It couldn't express themselves in that way, and uh, mm. you, you kind of see in the end product. Yeah, that's, uh, I like that because uh, yeah, a um, um, Olympic lift is a super complicated move where yeah. Yeah, a bunch of things have to go right in the system for it to be executed effectively. So you know, you're, you're doing like yeah, yeah, you can look at it and be like, okay, there's a bunch of checklist stuff that's going off here. Is like check, 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 and like you said, man, you you break that down is. That's going to take a lot of effort and a lot of time to first get right and um so you're going to have to get busy you know focusing on like small small things and then yeah. eventually uh, that system starts to fire up sequentially in coordination yeah. a bit more effortlessly and then so it's less about okay i need to do all these tiny little things and more about oh the system is just doing what i needed to do and um yeah and that's that's what i was saying is like you front load that work is like you're, you're busy but you're being effective you know and that's yeah. the difference and you front load that work and then eventually you're you know you don't have to be as busy as uh, as as you need to be and i think that's useful for people to hear as well like you just again you, like you said man you just gotta be honest with yourself right is um I mean, you have days where you're like i'm being busy but you know, was I effective? And you know that feeling as well. I get that feeling. There's something that just just goes on in here, in my gut, and I'm just like, something isn't right. And you know, like you know, last week I talked about like uh, the, the procrastination, and I get the agitation, mm. and it'll be the same sort of thing. Where it's like you feel like you're being busy, but then the agitation starts to kick in, and it's like, oh, you know what that feeling is? That's me. That was just busy indiscriminately and not actually being productive. Yeah. And um, so I challenge people to just pay attention to their cues. You know. Pay attention to how you're actually spending your day, because there's there's so much more that you can get out of your day. And especially if you're saying you don't have time to train, or you don't have time to do something to take care of your body, pretty sure you do. <laughs> so you just need to you know figure out where that time is. That's it. It's just a matter of being um, uh, being aware of what your schedule looks like and fitting in somewhere, because. Mm. I think if you're just getting pulled around in all kinds of directions and you think that uh, consists of uh, being effective, then it usually isn't. And mm -hmm. and just applying that to just physical uh, physical health, if um, you know, like you you want to basically break in that time so that you're you're taking care of yourself. And it's like um, it's not the same thing, but it just led my mind to um, the effort you put in in the beginning. You know, maybe going to the gym three, four, five times a week, let's say, um, but then maintaining maybe two to three gym sessions a week, you know. And uh, so basically your time spent maintaining is less than the time spent getting you to the level where you can start to maintain. Mm. Right. So I wonder what your thoughts on that would be. But that's just the way I look at it is, OK, if you're happy with the result you achieved, then actually maintaining that result is going to take less time and effort than you getting there. Um, but it, 
it's still effort, but it's less time and effort. So it's the equivalent of all right, um, being busy and effective in the beginning, but now you're just uh, you've you've taken uh, taken away the uh, the need to spend tons of time on something because you can just do it a lot more effectively. Mm, yeah, man, I totally agree. I totally agree. That that's that's an experience I've had with training, where I'll I'll have people ask me like, oh, what do I do for this? It's like mm. I did I did that. With this if that makes sense you know i mean mm. like, like like oh yeah. um common one i'll get is oh well, how do you get big traps so like, well i've been i spent ages at the start of my training just shrugging until my shoulders touched my ears like that was <laughs> yeah. it like until i had like this shit just just going on right and yeah. now i do nothing i do zip i have not done a shrug yeah. i do i do a shrug sometimes i just just for nostalgia just be like ah, i stupid <laughs> yeah. and i to load this bar up with like all the plates yeah. thinking that my ego uh, it wasn't out of control, which it totally was. Yeah. Um, Thinking your ego could build your traps. <laughs> yeah, right. It defo did. Like built by, <laughs> built by ego, built by watch me not back down. Now. Yeah, like, create all the dysfunctional patterns <laughs> everywhere else. Bro, yeah, create a t-shirt out of that man. Built yeah. by ego. <laughs> built by, yeah, that's it, right? I love that. <laughs> or just, or it just says it. It says it like like the Adidas strips just go across <laughs> the shoulders here. Yours just says built by ego <laughs> on the strip on there. Make that right now. Go and decide to trademark. That's that's ours. Um, that's, that's you, man. That's you. That's yeah. you all the way through. I can't even. I can't even get my shoulders up. Like I've got too much neck. It's just. It's like anybody seeing this on YouTube is like, uh, just just go on YouTube. Forty five minutes in, just look at the difference. It's just wild. Like when people when people say like, who's the guy you do the podcast with? I was like, oh, Umar. He's like, yeah, he's a mountain. It's like, it's, it's like look at this. Look at his traps. Is basically what everybody says to me. I'm like, yeah, the dude's fucking jacked because he's worked at it, you know. And then there I am, just like, coat hanger shoulders, just trying my best to just get my traps to look even halfway, halfway like Umar's. But my man, but my man, what you what you see on the surface might not be what we actually want. You know what I mean? The amount of times I've been like, damn these fucking traps, like. <laughs> rotating scapulas to death just like it's like it's like you end up making your bed now you gotta sleep in it and you gotta try try yeah. to organize a bench press but all you have is this going on you're just like <laughs> yeah. come on where's my shoulder stability i need to give you some depression at least right exactly like, nope, pros and cons man yeah. pros and cons pro yeah. is you definitely ain't getting choked out when you're like that yes <laughs> Cons are I can't do anything else in life. It's like try somebody put a somebody put a jacket on me, please, man. That's it. Internal rotation? Nah. Yeah. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah, see you about next life, yeah. maybe. Maybe, maybe next life. We'll start, we'll start yeah. this again. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that, that that that's that's what people don't we're so we're so like visual, like we've been told that mass equals betterment or or like yeah. it's desirable. But I don't, yeah, like I get that question at the gym and like you'll be like a seventeen year old kid. And I'm just like don't do it though. Just don't do it. I'll tell you how. You, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how to do it. But please take it. Yeah. Please just just forget this as soon as I feel like I can get that man in black thing out and just erase your memory straight away. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't want you to go down this path because I did that. And then if you don't, if you don't, then go and back it up with endless Kelly Starrett videos where you're jamming like yeah. balls in your traps and try to roll that shit out and try to externally rotate and bring in floss your shit. Then. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, it's going to lead to bad places. But exactly. I, don't, I don't even know how we got here in the podcast, bro. I'm, I'm just, uh, <laughs> how do we get to traps? I don't know, man. I don't know, but it was it was a fun it was a fun little detour. Yeah, too oh, right. Too but, right. Yeah. 
we we got we got a segue again. We got a segue again to yeah, our, our our secondary topic, right? We do, we're yes. gonna so we had we had a really nice review this week from a mm. another co uh, what we what we say what was it was it? co-worker co-worker of mine. Shout out to Streatham Ice and Leisure uh, over yeah. there in uh, in in Streatham, Streatham Hill Streatham Common. Can't remember. Hmm. Um, is it even Stratton Hill? I can't remember if it was even those two things. <laughs> anyway, um, next to the big Asda, next to the big Tesco. Sorry, not Asda, Tesco. Um, really nice gym <laughs> where I met a guy called Johannes Williams who messaged me this week. And uh, he's told me this in the past, but this time, this was the first time that he he uh, told me that he listened to the podcast most weeks. And uh, for him, we haven't spoken in ages, but for him, it's been like, we talk every week. Well, right. You talk to me on, on, my, yeah. on, on the podcast. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Well, I've been oh, wow. in a long time. But if, for him, it's like, yeah, I see you all the time. Don't worry about it. So, um, yeah, he gave some really nice feedback about how the podcast is helping him. Um, helping him with the way we want, we would love to help people with this podcast. Like, we know our intention is to just, mm. we've had our awarenesses, awarenesses all over the place, right? And then we end up focusing them in and uh, they become effective for us. And like you said earlier, we become more effective at traversing our lives, right? And this is the thing that he feels he's gained in the podcast. So it's really nice. He's super mm. funny about it and super, super congratulatory about it. Um, mm. So a little shout out to Johannes first. And while we were talking, we ended up getting onto the subject of breathing mechanics and talking a little bit about how how to understand um, breathing mechanics because it's something that's really starting to poke into the industry, and I feel like it's it's quite an interesting thing to think about. Um, but as is the way with the fitness industry, it's all over the place, right? There's there's people talking about like. Shallows takes the piss out of yoga people talking about like namaste, just like <laughs> yeah. breathing, kind of like just just because just just breathe, man. Like the uh, the softer approach to things, and then you got people like Chris Duffin, like breathing in and having uh, intra abdominal pressure and and using it to move obscene amounts of weight off the floor, right? So there's mm-hmm. the opposite ends of the spectrum. One is trying to get parasympathetic as hell. The other person is trying to tear the earth off its foundations so um, yeah. where do we kind of enter this space and how should we understand things um, I've been there where I've been super lost with this stuff but I think a lot of the the foundation of my understanding I've got to link it back to, to Nick Daniel um, and what he what his intervention was for me with breathing so when we when we first started, started working together he did on me a breathing assessment and he asked me to turn to the side of the screen, so I'm like, look that way, take a big breath of air in, and I just want to see what's going on. So I was like, okay, cool. Did it. Didn't think nothing of it. I was like, okay, Nick just, I thought Nick just wants to take a before and after picture and uh, wants to have right. me kind of inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. Cool. Um, but little did I know, he was checking out that I was breathing from my chest. I was breathing quite like what we call what Shadow calls apically expanding, which is using my strap muscles, my neck muscles to lift my rib cage anteriorly and kind of project, like try to kind of like pull the air in this way. So I was kind of going. Yeah, so you want to see that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But for the, yeah, for anybody listening as well. Oh yeah, good show. What Umar's doing bad. is expanding expanding his chest forwards yeah. and, and back again. So that's what he means by anteriorly too. There we go, there we go. Thank you, Jude, for the assist on that. Um, 
Team Always makes man. a dream work, bro. Team works makes a dream Hell yeah. <laughs> Always got um, your back, bro. Always got your back. <laughs> you love the man. You love the man. Right. So, let's start breaking that down a little bit. If I'm standing here, and what I understood afterwards was that if I'm breathing out to the front, and everybody who's not on Spotify, who's on Spotify right now, go and check the video out because it will make much more sense. Um, what we have is we have expansion at the front side of the body and we have compression at the back side of the body because for me to go this way something over here has to kind of follow and uh and assist on one side right like one muscle contracts the other muscle relaxes right that's the way you kind of got to look at it and um what that was doing for me was it was putting my rib cage and let's think of it like this let's look at the layers of of like anatomy we have around our breathing we have these two big lungs and they inflate and deflate then we have a rib cage which sits around them we have muscles that sits around the rib cage like intercostals and um your obliques which pad onto the top of that and then your abs and then you have your lat muscles and your pecs which kind of sit on top of that and <clears throat> based upon how we breathe and how our muscles sit on top of our rib cage you can actually start changing the shape of that rib cage right so we can start altering our foundations based upon what happens right think of it think of it like like the earth and its tectonic plates like stuff starts bubbling and under the surface and all of a sudden shit starts rising up and creating mountains and starts like just changing the way things sit right and that's happening in our bodies all the time so me understanding that was the first thing and me going oh shit i didn't i had no awareness to the fact that just because when i breathe in my chest rises that I'm, I'm changing shit and and this made total sense afterwards because the effects that i've felt as a result of opposing the action so what i mean by opposing the action is i was anteriorly expanding but now i've been taught how to posteriorly expand and what does that require well it requires a reversal of the action so i'm trying to anteriorly compress anteriorly kind of depress myself and posteriorly expand and not to let somebody kind of i don't want viewers to get 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 kind of confused that's not the be all and end all but that's just a kind of a, a remedy to <clears throat> to even out the uh the state of play so we had a lot in, of anterior in, in your in your particular case right exactly exactly yeah. let's caveat with that as well yeah everybody everybody will be different my my issue was this anteriorly i was very competent posteriorly i was just jammed up so for me to start getting some movement back here i've got to start working at anterior compression posterior expansion and the results i saw with this were huge like absolutely fundamental differences which would make sense because i'm literally altering my foundation i'm altering the bones the structure the 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 road work that keeps me up up standing up right i'm changing my bone shape by going through breathing methods like bear breathing, which is what I mean that Nick taught me, which is um, you're in a crooked over position. Any of my clients will know this. Anyone with, with, with that I've kind of diagnosed with a similar issue. Um, even people like scoliosis, I've tried this with and it's worked really, really well, um, is, is that <clears throat> when we have this disparity between expansion on one side, compression on the other side, we've got to try and reverse that round. So we end up getting in a position which compresses the front and expand exposes the back to more, to more expansion to more stretch and we end up breathing into that into that uh into that now exposed position and 
the results I saw from this were that my ribcage now expands posteriorly. So when I breathe, it's it's bizarre, but this stuff moves, the front stuff moves, but the back stuff moves as well. I was like, oh shit, I've got mobility here now. I've actually got the the um, the whole backside of my body, like my lower ribs, and the lower ribs will move first because they're light and they're not attached to anything. So if we think about, if you, if you try this exercise, and we'll, we'll, we'll probably, uh, I don't know how we can get this to you, but yeah, we'll figure that out another time. Um, <laughs> if you try this exercise, this bare breathing exercise, because you have these low floating ribs, they're almost like small, spindly, light things. And they're like your, your beginner weights. You'll move them from day one. But the big stuff, the heavy stuff, the leaded stuff is like the shoulders, the scapula, the, the fixed ribs, which as we get better at breathing into certain compartments of the body, as we get better at, <clears throat> excuse me, as we get better at anteriorly compressing ourselves, we can then push that air pressure higher and higher up so that you actually feel movement along your shoulders and actually feel movement along the ribs that sit on the backside of my body, but quite high up. So for instance, if I'm moving, let's have a look, if I'm moving this stuff down here, that's the mid back area expanding. Yeah, kind kind of mid and low back. Like that's my butt. Mm-hmm. This is my low back. This is kind of my, my lower lumbar spine. As I this is kind of the easy stuff to move. But as I work up to up here, this stuff's much harder, much more. I'd say heavy, much more um, densely compacted because we've got more musculature around that area that's actually affecting our ribcage from the outside in. So this is where doing things like foam rolling, stretching can actually dampen the nervous system's grip on these muscles and allow us to slowly breathe into these compartments as well. Now, long story short, I've understood this brief bit about breathing and it's affected me on a physical level to the point where I've altered how my ribcage sits, I've altered how my body kind of accepts air and, and, and how it moves air around my ribcage and as a result I've gained what we call posterior expansion and that's allowed my ribcage to support my scapula because before I was I was in a position where my posterior side of my ribcage was quite um, compressed that's the word we used before stay with that word compressed what we have there is we have the surface level which is the scapula sitting away from the ribcage we have this what we call like dissociation where one, this is my ribcage, this is my scapula. There's kind of this gap in between. I and mean, they don't really ever, they're not synergistic. They don't work together. You know I mean? We look, we think of like uh, a couple that's on the rocks. They're away from each other. You know I mean? They're not really kind of together. They're, they're not a team, right? And therefore, it can't be affected together. But now I've learned how to, this guy over here has learned that, oh shit, I wasn't actually doing my bit. So I, I've stepped to the party now and all of a sudden, the scapula and the ribcage are moving together. And they have the ability to work from each other with each other to provide stability to the next thing which is the whole shoulder stuff whole shoulder structure and now the shoulder is more stable and then we can look at the muscles that are attached to the shoulder being the large trap muscles the large latissimus muscles the pecs the triceps the biceps all that stuff and those guys are like oh shit like mom and pop are doing great now the kids can, can play as well right like that that's exactly. that's the way we can kind of extrapolate that out and um yeah my personal experience is is looking at breathing from not just a like a a, a, a uh, what's the word 
psychological perspective, but from a physiological perspective, I've had these changes occur in me, which have allowed me to access ranges of motion, allowed me to access um, different exercises and understand the role that breathing can play in my in my training, which was largely weight-related, move that load and keep moving that load, but didn't really take it back to this level, which is which is breathing, which is quite bizarre because if we stop breathing, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna live, you ain't gonna have anything else to play at. You know what I mean? So let's let's yeah. uh, let's address that stuff first, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, good results. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Good results, great results. It's uh, yeah. it it takes things to another level. So it sounds it almost sounds nitpicky, right? To be picking away at uh, breathing mm-hmm. because. Like when you point out that, you know, if you don't breathe, you're going to die, basically. Uh, so it's clearly it's a fundamental thing. But it's so fundamental that we do it on a level where we don't have to pay attention to it. And uh, so just keeping us alive. So because of that, it gets people going, wait, breathing? Well, I do it all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but there's, there's, there's lots of things like uh, you could do which aren't optimized, you know. Um, it's it's like there's there's plenty of things that we do which that we don't optimize like you know the quality mm. of the breakfast that we eat on a given yeah. day uh, we talk we're just talking about being busy you know being busy mm. versus actually being effective is like yeah so those are things we do all the time that doesn't necessarily mean that we're being effective but yeah. uh, and even when it comes to the the, the brain and the body um, breathing is an involuntary thing but we actually have conscious control over it as well so it's a very uh, we can make it voluntary to affect our physiology to affect our mental state and to affect our physicality as well. So when, um, when we, and, and, and so that whole involuntary piece as well is like your, your nervous system is essentially telling your body, uh, how to perform an action based on how, um, how well it perceives it to be able to do that. So because the whole idea is like kind of survival, when you're not moving optimally, when you're not doing something optimally within your body, um, say you have tension somewhere in your body, that's got a, that's still got to be taken into account by the nervous system. So it will take that into account and say, okay, well, something's too tense here. Let's just say it's too tight in the abdominals. And so I still need you to, I still need you to perform this action. So I'm going to get you to do it in a roundabout kind of way. So mm-hmm. you do that. So you can so you can keep moving forward so if you're tight in the abdominals and your brain goes well i can't you're tight in your abdominals which is making it difficult for you to breathe so i'm going to find another way for you to breathe and that's going to be say chest breathing because you're tight down here and then you start to open um uh, lift your chest to be able to inhale and 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 that's um that's a function to help you stay alive but it's not optimal so then hopefully that means you can see and understand how um just because it's something that you do involuntarily and your whole life so that it keeps you alive doesn't mean that you're actually doing it well. There's lots of ways that your body will find its way around a problem that you have in your body so that you can actually just keep moving forward and keep living in life. So you want to bring it back to breathing mechanics because it's foundational to how well your body moves. Mm. So what's um, what Umar learned through that process is that if breathing isn't on point, then nothing else can be, right? You, the quality of your movement sucks. Um, the amount of effort you have to put into movement is is greater uh, because you, the quality of your breathing is not so great. And uh, what else? Your state of mind is not 
as good as it can be you know, because your quality of breathing isn't great. When you have good quality of breathing, you might actually notice about yourself that you have a bit more a calm disposition because you know, your body's not on high alert, your brain's not on high alert because you can't uh, breathe effectively. So mm -hmm. what's happened there is by breathing effectively, it's allowed his joints to sit in more optimal uh, positions and so when they're called upon to be used they are a lot more efficient so you know almost every other week i'm getting a message or a, a, uh, you're telling me something about pb you know in uh, in your workouts in your program and i'm going to say and i'm you can tell me whether it's true or not is a lot of that has got to do with the fact that your the foundation has been sorted out with good quality breathing so you know your zercher squat you're talking about you know um pbing and that you'd being in some overhead work uh, like with some windmills with some kettlebells and stuff it's like everything was just getting better and better and better and better because you have a better connection with your body because your breathing was um foundationally more it was optimized and mm. uh, and became better for you 100 percent, man 100 percent. that's exactly what i look at it like i'm sat on my bed right now and mm. um if i don't put the bed sheet on properly doesn't matter what I put on. Doesn't matter what I put on the duvet or how many, how how nicely I arrange all the pillows and the teddy bears. Like yeah. the 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 the, the bed sheet. You got, pillows, the, you got teddy bears as well. <laughs> you behave. You behave. <laughs> the the, uh, the the bed sheet is everything, right? That's the foundation. So, or, or you can take it even deeper and be like, do I even put the bed together properly? Like, if I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone. I've got this image in my. <laughs> And you know what? It's like you said teddy bears and stuff. That cracked me up. I was like, you got teddy bears on your bed? But I actually started thinking that you've just got a grizzly. You sleep with a grizzly bear. <laughs> because, we, because we call you big brown bear as well, right? So I'm just like, you just cuddle up to a grizzly bear, like an eight foot grizzly bear. Like that weighs like fucking 600 kilos at night. It's like, oh, this, this feels so nice. Uh, I'm, I'm contented. Like, everybody else has got a teddy bear. <laughs> my Umar's just got like this eight foot, 600 kilo grizzly bear that he goes to bed with. <laughs> Love it. Do you know what? That is that is legit my spirit animal to deviate, yeah. <laughs> deviate the subject. I watched a video once of, of this guy sat in like Yellowstone National Park somewhere in the US yeah. and he looks to his left and there's just this big old bear there. And I looked at this bear and I thought, I know, I know you, I know you. Like, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Just like, they, they, they don't chill with anyone. They're just on their own. They're cool. Like they can, they're totally civil. They can hang out with other bears. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I just yeah, that's that's my that's my guy. That's my guy. Eight foot. I think guy. was it like the guy's camping out and he just takes a video and his bear just comes along, just sits yeah. next to him while he's like over the river stream and then it just goes yes. away again. Yeah. But I think yeah. I said that to you because I was like, this is what it's like chilling with oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that dude, and then this big fucking giant bear just comes on screen. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's Uber. That's what it's like chilling with the bear. <laughs> That's too funny, man. Oh, man, I completely forgot that. I completely yeah. forgot that. That's too funny. <laughs> I love it when he's just like, hey, hey, stay there. He's just like the best. Yeah. Like, what, man? I'm just moving. Like, I'm, not, I'm not here to eat you. Like, this salmon. Yeah, exactly. I'll have this salmon. That's oh man. Funny, man, that's that's yeah, too, too funny, man. That's too funny. Sorry, man. That that, that just it, it set me off on one. I had to just bring that up, like that image. <laughs> But podcast, yeah, a podcast is like, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but uh, the breathing mechanics, one. yeah, breathing mechanics, doing the bed sheets and all that. Go ahead, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Good segues, man. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right, man. Yeah. You're totally right. The the change, like you, you touched on something really important earlier that I want to go back to. I remember being like overly aggressive in the gyms, 
in the gyms in gym in the gym um, <laughs> um, because I had insufficiencies elsewhere and like you can play that card but it's 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 just a wear on the system it's a wear on the body and like it's nice to have the ability to just think fuck it like I'm gonna send it all the way and if and if I don't care what happens like but it gets old like it doesn't get old but it makes you old because you're just like oh mm. i've got to go there again like my body's just not there for me so i have to call on this like it's almost like self-destructing mechanism i don't know if you watched you, you watch dragon ball z but like mm. vegeta has that one move where he's just like fuck it i'm pulling the pin right like everyone's right. going right well i'm gonna go right. but you're all coming with me right you don't need to do that all the time like when you start doing <laughs> it all the time you know there's problems and you see people in the gym like just like repping for the sake of it but their joints are in the wrong positions they're not developing mm. the right way the anterior delts all the way over there their biceps all the way over there it's like what are we doing here like can we just can we but this is this is it this is it. this yeah. is when you have just dismembering like, themselves yeah 100% man yeah. that's such a great way of thinking yeah. about it but but we don't we don't stop to think about it we just we just mm. get lost in the environment the gym we just pump in and we're like everyone's sweating and big weights and whatever man it's, it's just it's just uh it's not the right way but now i feel like we're understanding so much more about the body and it's so much fun to be in our industry right now because mm. we get to play with all these new tools and then what what you touched on was like imagine if you had a, a finite number a finite amount of ability whether that would be across your mental state across your muscular system across your output neurologically or whatever right and your awareness but if you free some of that up you can almost blast it back in and uh, and use it mm. for this one intent like the way i, I think about this is like you see, end, not Endgame. What's the one before that? Um, Infinity War. Infinity War. Good man, right? Infinity mm. War. Iron Man's fighting Thanos. Like they, they had him, yeah. but then he breaks out. Right? Sick mm. scene. And then Iron Man's like, his suits. Like, see the the, the, the bit Star Lord, man. Oh, oh, I know, man. Keep it in check. But you, you would lose your shit though. I mean, if you, this this guy's <laughs> just like, gone, evaporated your girl. You're just like, hey, <laughs> no, no, right? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Iron Man's fighting this. Thanos and his suit starts to like peel off his body and just become mm. that that beam that he's fighting right he's got nothing left he's mm. just putting all of it into this one thing and it's such a cool scene because it made me it makes me think of this like we're trying to get all of ourselves to exact on the exercise and kind of push ourselves through um but if he had more to draw from maybe he'd be able to to do better in that instance right mm. and um that's that's like us like we've got half of our awareness is dealing with the fact that our pelvis is out of whack or our ribcage is not quite supporting so we've lost a little bit there and then now we can't get full overhead range so we're, we're over prioritizing the front delt so we've lost a little bit there and there's a bit of pain there so a part of our awareness is split there but if we start go if we just go back and kind of sweep all that stuff away and start like flapping the bed sheet so it lays nice and flat it's okay well, let's, let's make something nicer on this foundation you know what i mean like that mm. that's that's where it should start but unfortunately we put the cart before the horse and uh, we end up we end up where um, where we don't know how we got there. We don't even know how to go back because ego kind of keeps you just driving forward. And I've definitely been there where your body's lopsided and, and overweight and you're just overly aggressive. But you're just like, oh shit, and I'm kind of stuck now. I need to I need to rewind this shit um, and get it right. And that's what the breathing mechanics I feel have done for me. Uh, so mm. yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think having an assessment on how you're breathing largely, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a savant in, in this stuff like yet, but anybody lacking certain joint positions like internal rotation or external rotation, 
can be linked back to simple breathing um, exercises to try and fix. And in my experience with clients, now learning it from Nick and then translating it forward and getting the reps myself, it's not difficult to kind of to kind of highlight to somebody. Okay, this is why this is happening. This could be why this is happening. Um, we may have a muscular weakness, but we may also have a support system um, that isn't supporting you. So you're over prioritizing this over here, and that's what's causing that to really hurt. So let's 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 try this intervention and try and scale the intervention the same way we would scale um, a, be- a, a, dump- a push up to a dumbbell press to a bench press or whatever. We're going to scale how you're breathing. So we're going to take you to the floor and make you aware of posterior expression, posterior expansion with a crocodile breath. Then we're going to put some force to it with a bare breath. And then we're going to do some kind of weighted bare breath where we're driving against the barbell and we're trying to send our back to the ceiling just to create as much distraction there as possible to get more posterior expansion because that's, that might be what you need to correct this imbalance. Mm. Um, and like I said in my experience, Amy is a great example of this. Come in, wrecked shoulders, um, oh, always hurting. Yeah, yeah, one of my clients I've mentioned her a, a few times. Um, and now just bossing it like straight up overhead for days and, and not having any issues with that. So, um, mm. yeah, and that, that that's that's just we've not had to look anywhere else yet. Like when, when things come a crop again, we, we might have to start like kind of looking in different places. But right now, this this fixed what was broke, so we're good. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's been your experience with breathing and and, uh, and kind of positionally aiding? <laughs> Bro, I could I could say so much about it, man. Mm. I could talk about it from the the physical sense. Uh, talk about it from mental sense. Mm. Talk about it from physiological sense. Of um, yeah, it basically builds capacity in every way imaginable when you mm. breathe correctly and also breathe correctly for the task at hand. So there's, you know, breathing for everyday life is just, you want to be able to optimize your breathing for everyday life first and foremost, because a lot of people actually take too much, uh, uh, too many breaths, too much air mm. in, and um, that's actually not good for you. So it sounds like, you know, there's, it's, it's the equivalent of, you know, too much of a good thing if you want to look mm-hmm. at it like that. So you're, you're breathing excessively and that's not good for you. So um, you want to learn to optimize your breathing. and and generally, it, if most, I think it's like uh, you don't want to be doing more than like you know, six to ten breaths a minute, essentially. So it's it's not that many. It's not that many breaths, and most people are at like you know double that, you know, basically, which uh, which is not great. And um, and for everyday life, you want to be nasally breathing as well. So when you when you fix that up, you actually get more oxygen delivery. To the rest of your body compared to if you're mouth breathing so you know just pay attention to yourself essentially the way that you breathe if you uh, if you notice that you're breathing consistently through your nose mouth is closed great if you notice that every now and then or more often uh, than breathing nasally you're breathing in, in in and out through your mouth then you know that's that's a bit of a problem so you want to start getting it looked into um where it all started for me was definitely from a physical point of view um looking at uh having that background in re- uh, rehabilitation especially lower back pain rehabilitation and uh, working with like chiropractors and physios to help people um, do the right exercises to get them back mm-hmm. um, back functioning back pain free again and just regain that total confidence back in their bodies it was um, uh, it's, it almost sounds too much but it was just basically it was just the, the fundamental thing that 
when that became when that was fixed when that was corrected then that was the main thing that ever needed to be corrected is just getting that right breathing pattern in place because with um, correct breathing pattern um, so we talk about it <clears throat> just from a uh, just like in that was just a, a kind of day-to-day -day health mm. kind of point of view I mean it's a very very small part of that um, you know, what we just touched on there as well but just generally speaking it's going to have a massive impact on your day-to-day -day health uh, just by breathing correctly because of how much uh, how better oxygenated you become and from that physical point of view you talked about how it made you stronger and uh, got your joints lined up properly so your mobility was better um, in terms of supporting the spine um, it starts with good correct breathing as well because the muscles that are involved in uh, optimal breathing are involved in supporting your spine properly as well so it's not just that it's just the rib cage that's just moving to help you breathe all the muscles like um, the muscles that sit underneath the rib cage so anybody watching this you know I'm drawing a line from my ribs that's like and, and above that line is uh, the diaphragm muscle then you've got the abdominal muscles um, like that are like a corset around here and uh, around the core so when you're breathing they all work in concert to help you engage your muscles uh, properly to support the spine and that proper support of the spine is not just important for eliminating back pain or making sure or preventing it but it's important for when you're lifting heavy uh, especially mm -hmm. it's like when you're important when, when you're lifting and um, and doing any kind of exercise because you gotta you, your your spine this area is your transmission for your body so if things are going well here then it makes the movement in your shoulders in your hips uh, a lot more uh, efficient as well so um from that basis uh, it was it's 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 a, it's a fundamental it's a foundational thing basically anybody who's got a lower back problem is pretty much 100% uh, of the time they're going to have a breathing problem so we start to correct that breathing problem and then start building endurance and strength on top of good quality breathing and then you know back pain just gets managed and just starts to disappear basically uh, obviously there's the individual elements that need to be taken care of as well but breathing is a massive massive part of that so that needs to be addressed um, and other experiences as well is um, uh, capacity for exercise mm. so you might start to you know you start to breathe heavy you you start to tire when you're doing especially a metabolic conditioning workout but when you start to get your breathing on point um, for that and you learn how to control your breath um, more effectively you actually again it goes back to oxygenating your muscles and your organs better and because they're better oxygenated you can actually go for longer mm. and uh, you can uh, you can if you control your breath you can you can go for longer uh, with 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 that and um, another one is just doing breathing exercises in general um, mm. so as as their own like separate standalone type of workout so yeah. um i've done some i still i still do it uh, like vim hof uh, breathing method so for anybody who's not familiar the pattern is you take 30 breaths in and out in a hyperventilating kind of way so big inhale let it go with the exhale big inhale let it go big inhale let it go big inhale let it go you do that 30 times and on that last breath on that 30th breath you breathe 
uh, you let go of the breath out and then you just hold your breath for as long as you can until you get that urge to breathe mm -hmm. and then you breathe in you take a big breath in hold for 15 seconds and then after that 15 seconds you repeat the cycle again so another 30 breaths in and out you do that three times and um and there's there's a particular line of, uh, air, uh, type of benefit to that kind of breathing and then there's other breathing exercises as well where you are improving your tolerance to building up uh, carbon dioxide in the body so mm -hmm. when you get that urge to breathe there's uh, you can hold past that you can hold past that urge to breathe because you actually do have more oxygen in your in your body for you to be able to utilize and when you do hold past that because that uh, carbon dioxide uh, level rises in your body and it's actually what carbon dioxide level rising is what triggers your need for air it's not that you're lacking oxygen it's that your carbon dioxide level is rising mm. is what triggers your need for air um, so when you uh, when you start to go beyond that point a little bit the cells in your body just start to go shit I need to become more efficient at using oxygen so you start to become more efficient at using oxygen and you are uh, with uh, depending on how far you want to take these drills there's especially with Wim Hof breathing method it's a it's uh, hormesis which just means stress inducing and mm. uh, but controlled stress inducing as well because when you expose yourself to stress just like what physical exercise is is exposing yourself to a stress it's um, it's how you get your body to become stronger. So with the Wim Hof uh, style breathing, that is a, uh, produces a stress response in the body, but it's a controlled mm -hmm. stress response because you're completely uh, in control of that. You can yeah. do it if you want. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. And um, and that helps you to um, build some level of resilience, but it also helps you to. Um, improve the balance between your rest and digest part of your nervous system uh, which is when you're in a calmer state and the fight flight part of your nervous system where you're in that stress state so mm. this is known as sympathetic uh, nervous system and this is known as parasympathetic nervous system where you're parasympathetic being rest and digest and calm state so it addresses it improves that balance between the two and uh, when you have a more balanced nervous system you have more capacity uh, to take on challenges in life let's just say and if we're talking about physical potential then you have a better response to the to physical adaptation because of how well you're how well you're breathing and um, and so from that perspective I've done that as well um, uh, personally and they help to improve my state of mind also with Wim Hof style for example because that stressed uh, alertness that it can create um, uh, in that long story short kind of way it helps me say wake up in the morning it just gets me uh, buzzing for waking up and just feel like I've created a little bit of adrenaline rush and just like start um, get me on my day and then the other side is um, uh, that kind of helps a little bit more with my sympathetic parasympathetic balance so it helps with um, me uh, like so if I use because you know we both use whoop right so I've got the whoop band strap on and that tells me how well recovered I am on a given day and it also gives you stats when you do these things long enough when you do certain habits in your day long enough and you record those um, it tells you the relative effect that they have on your uh, recovery state mm. so say for example 
one thing that I know categorically now, uh, subjectively as well as objectively using what, is every time I record eating a late meal, um, my recovery is just way, way down. It says something like every time you recorded your um, uh, recorded a, eating a late meal, your recovery is like stupid number of percentage points below what it normally is. And uh, but then when I do the uh, O2 CO2 um, breath holding stuff, um, because it's like there's a little bit of a stress response, but then it helps put my body into a parasympathetic strain. Every time I do that, it's um, my recovery is better than what it normally is without having done that. And um, and so that's without doing any exercise, just that breathing technique. But because say if you're doing sprints sprints induces that hard breathing as well um mm. that can have a, a similar effect basically you can have the effect of um uh, a sprint session on your uh on your nervous system just by doing the breathing instead so if you don't have the physical capacity to train on a given day you can actually do the breathing to, uh, breathing training and that's going to help you improve your uh, state of balance in your nervous system and so yeah I mean there's that side of it as well so that's always um, uh, and that's uh, yeah that's super powerful stuff uh, because at the end of the day it's that balance in our nervous system which allows us to um, feel like we can take on the world um, or feel like we need to stay in bed is you know mm -hmm. this is it, it, it stay in bed and like can't handle what it throws us today our ability to our resilience and our buoyancy is dependent on how well we breathe uh, for the given task at hand as well as um, for for day-to-day -day life so me having experimented with a bunch of them and also for the longest time um, prescribing people exercises based around good quality breathing to help them with their aches and pains and niggles and stuff um, it's uh, it's just foundational it's just this is what we build mm. our movement on is mm. good quality breathing smashed it out of the park well <laughs> that's really good I, really really good i had to stop myself as well i was like oh, <laughs> too many things i could keep <laughs> keep saying about it as well but uh yeah the further the further i dabble into this the um uh the more of a sense of how fundamentally important it is and mm -hmm. uh, to get right comes about and also it's like breathing uh, like we said for the task at hand right mm -hmm. so you can change how you breathe for to get a particular kind of effect so i was talking about you know a little bit of a stress um adrenaline rush in the morning so that i can actually feel like i'm going to wake up and take on my day you can slow down your breathing right down so that you can actually get yourself into a calm state um because breathing the muscles the biggest muscle involved in breathing is your diaphragm muscle which we mentioned and that has a direct connection to your brainstem a uh, part of your brain um which uh, uh, just tells the rest of your brain uh, for, with that connection with breathing tells the rest of your brain what's going on in your body and so if you're hyperventilating all the time it's basically telling your brain that um you're stressed there's something that you need to be worried about in in front of you whereas if your breathing is more calm then it's telling your brain oh everything's okay everything's chilled so if you're able to toggle between these different states using your breath you are able to change your mental state you're able to change your physical state and you're able to change your physiology and that's what one thing that uh, Wim Hof managed to do not just himself because he's an outlier but he showed other people 
a group of people how to do his breathing technique mm -hmm. and they took him in a laboratory and basically did a bunch of tests on them and injected him with an endotoxin um, essentially I think it was E. coli and which would normally make people start feeling sick within a few hours these people didn't have any symptoms because they were using his breathing technique but it was like you know that was a consistent effort to use that breathing technique um, they were just doing it for like three four hours and they didn't get any of them and the control subject every one of them was sick so it was a window into how powerful breathing um, is for your physiology and for your uh, your state of health. Hundred percent, man. That's so cool. So so. I remember the first mm. time that I heard the Wim Hof stuff. Um, blew my mind, man. Blew my mind mm. in the sense of uh, we always look outward and we forget mm. this this. Um, it's, it's almost like a non-existent world, so we don't really look at it because it's it's within, right? It's within and it's yeah. beneath the surface. It's deeper than than just biceps, um, mm. but it's it's the real strength. It's the real power to kind of ownership of yourself. Um, yeah. Starts at a much. It starts at cognition, right? Like we always think. We said earlier, like, what am I thinking? Thinking about thinking, and then layering on top of that, <coughs> thinking about the next thing that I need to be aware of and at a certain point it will get to breathing and mm. and that's the way we can almost orientate the book the human to be like let me, let me just rewrite this book because you started with biceps like no let's let's guess mm. move that <laughs> down the pecking order a bit like maslow's hierarchy of needs let's let's look at yeah. surviving right first and then we can um, evolve forward um mm. and and put the 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 importance where it actually needs to be. This is why it's so much fun now because it's like, oh shit, like it's it's fun to be in the industry now because I can. Ima I remember when it was all just it was Charles Poliquin and it was external rotation and it was dumbbells on knees doing this shit like this. This is this yeah. is legit, right? This is totally legit. Mm. But no one was ever talking about posterior expansion and an environment in which this shit needs to be addressed. And we we, we mm. look at the ribcage position and we look at all this and yeah, you, you, all we're doing again is we're applying breathing and like ventilation to mechanics but then applying breathing and ventilation to like i don't know what you would call it psycho psychosomatics or like or, or like or like neurology or or, or um psychology probably better, probably better best way to put it mm -hmm. is is a whole other branch of this stuff um mm -hmm. and it just gets us closer to that deep root of thinking Right, so like taking yeah. it more spiritual, or whatever. Um, yeah, man, it's very, very interesting. And you see this stuff through martial arts. You see it through, obviously, always meditation. Um, and it's uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a very, very deep field where there's loads of loads of things to explore. So, mm -hmm. and if you're listening to this right now, let's 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 hear some dialogue around around you and how you've if you've ever had different experiences with breathing. Um, what were they? How do they help? And were they on a were they on a physical? Were they on a psychological uh, plane? And uh, what were the results? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And um, I mean, to the power of uh, to testify for the power mm -hmm. of breathing in psychology as well. Like I've um, uh, I've participated in some breathing groups where. Um, called like transformational breath and 
it's just essentially you're just doing a 90 minute session where you're breathing in and out through your mouth so you're hyperventilating right and there's this holotropic uh, breathing which has been known to create um crazy crazy uh, states of minds for people as well like it can be quite therapeutic but then there's also if you've got some like uh, kind of like it's it's like how you use these things is actually dependent on where you're coming at it from so if yeah. you're actually somebody who is hyperventilating all the time anyway then if you're going like it's probably not a good idea for you to go to one of these sessions until you actually normalize your breathing first mm-hmm. and and optimize that um where uh, so the the psychological impact can be quite great because um so i did i've done like four sessions and this was like a few years ago now as well where i like the first few sessions i came out of them i was like i feel amazing i have so much gratitude uh for the world for the people in my life and like i was just texting certain people i was like you know what i'm just so glad that yeah that i know you that kind of thing it's like you know i treat you like a brother and uh i see you like a brother and i'm really happy that i know you and um and in, in another session, in one of the sessions, I was just um, laughing my face off. Like, I just mm. got so happy. I was just cracking up and I couldn't stop. And then you get people who are facilitators. So they they come around and just make sure that everybody's essentially doing the right breathing pattern um, and doing it right and just making sure you're not, like, uh, in a position which can compromise uh, the experience and stuff. And then this woman who was just, like, she was there. She came by and I could hear her laughing and... Um, while she was like supporting me through whatever like whatever i was doing and uh and she was cracking up because i was cracking up so Mm -hmm. and then when the whole thing finished and i was just like i just feel great and then she was telling me it was like it was just such a joy to be around you at that moment because you were laughing so much and you could just tell that it was just like genuine happiness it just made Mm -hmm. me super happy as well so that was like a really interesting experience and um but then there's another time as well which uh really got me thinking about the the um, just how powerful this stuff is and how you got to be careful with it as well especially when we're talking about something which is uh, supposed to be transformative as well where it can affect your mental state and i've heard other people like i've heard examples of other people as well where they like they they go off on one uh, they feel like they're having like a trip like they've just taken like psychedelics or ayahuasca or something and they're having uh, having this intense experience and and you know physiologically partly why it's happening is because when you when you hyperventilate like that for so long you are um you you your your brain basically thinks you're dying mm. <laughs> so uh, for a long enough period of time with that kind of breathing it uh, starts to obviously do some crazy ass shit and um and starts to like whatever it does like i don't know the exact mechanisms but it starts to send out like the hormones and the neurotransmitters and neuromodulators and stuff to uh, you know when people like talk about a near-death experience or like mm-hmm. on their deathbed and they they see this white light and every like this peace comes over them it's a similar sort of thing that's happening um neurochemically in the brain when you do some really really intense breathing like that and uh so and for long enough as well so your brain basically thinks you're dying because part of it is also with that uh, level of breathing you are um you're expunging so much uh air that it mm. thinks that it's not going to get enough oxygen and or it isn't getting enough oxygen because you are expunging so much oxygen with that level of breath and um so it's just like it's things just start to shut down that's where if you've ever experienced it before 
from like breathing like that, you can get a bit tingly because mm. you stop, um, you start to vasoconstrict and you start to uh, try and save all that blood for your um, uh, for your vital organs. So that's that's basically one of the things that's going on. And uh, so from a psychosomatic point of view, from a psychological point of view, people can have some pretty trippy experiences doing um, doing some intense breath work. And then on this occasion, uh, the experience that I had was, <laughs> it's like, especially looking back on it, it was pretty fucking astounding in that um, I was, I started, because I had a good experience doing them. And on this occasion, when I went into it, it's like, just, you know, you kind of set your intention is like, a just, you know, I need to, I want to learn. I need to, I just want to accept whatever comes my way from this mm. experience. And I was doing it and I was getting, um, doing the breathing and uh, like midway through it, I just started feeling like, like the world was closing in on me. And I started feeling a quite, uh, quite panicked. And it was, it was not a pleasant experience. I felt like, um, I don't know if you remember, remember from like watching Superman, uh, uh, the movies or something when they're putting Clark, uh, baby Clark or baby Superman into the spaceship to mm. send him off to uh, send him off to Earth, and uh, I just am. There's an image where he's being put in as a baby, and you're seeing it from his point of view, and then mm. they're closing the capsule. I felt like that. I felt like I was mm. having the capsule closed on me, and I felt like I was just in this dark space, mm. and uh, it was like quite claustrophobic. I was just like I was just feeling fucked up basically. And then when the experience was over, um, you know, they, they say, okay, we've got 10 minutes, so I'm going to guide you out of it now. But I just, my body just didn't want to leave that space. It was just, my mind didn't want to leave that space because it was like I was going through a tunnel mm. and I was halfway through going through and I was at a point where I was like, I really need to see this through because if I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to be a bit of a mess. And, but because there's a time constraint on the whole thing and it, it, it just basically, started wrapping up the whole session and I wasn't ready for the session to be wrapped up and when everybody comes round I'm still like trying to process what's just happened and I leave the experience I finish and I like I kind of come round and I feel like I've like imagine my personality was a mirror and you took a hammer and you smashed the mirror I felt like I was just broken into a million different pieces and I felt completely fragmented and I was just a bit all over the shop. And the plan was, because I did it with three other people that I know, uh, or four other people that I know, and the plan was to go get lunch afterwards as well, because it's like an early thing, go for lunch, we talk about our experiences, and you know, just head off. And my, everything inside me was saying, don't do this, don't go, like, you know, you're not ready for it, you're not up for it, you're feeling fucked up, don't bother. But I went anyway, and then I just kind of like sat at the table with them, and I was just in the, I was just in a total haze. I just was not present. And um, like, you know me, level-headed brown, right? I can always bring myself around to a given situation. I just wasn't there. And they were like, you're right. I was like, no, actually, I'm not. I'm really not okay. And um, I just felt like I had my personality just shattered into a million different pieces. And I felt like I was broken. And I didn't know, I didn't know what to do with it. It was kind of, a, it was a bit of a panicking, panicky kind of feeling. And so I sat with them, they did their lunch. I didn't even eat because I didn't even feel hungry. I came home and it was just basically, I just kind of sat with it. I just let it um, resolve itself. And for, yeah. and I was like going to, it was like a Saturday. So I went to work on the Monday and I was just basically, I was essentially the same. 
and it took me a couple of weeks of like just just let time go by and then that's when I started kind of feeling whole again if you want to put it that way yeah so it was just this um, it was an intense experience which um, kind of yeah made me yeah it was just it was like yeah I just felt like I had been broken and uh, it took me a couple of weeks to put myself back together again and yeah Humpty Dumpty style right and uh, and it was yeah it was pretty intense and it kind of made me question a little bit is like uh, the not the validity but like how these kind of breath circles are run you know you got to be very kind of careful with how yeah you got to be very careful with how that gets dealt with because you kind of I can imagine that would happen often enough I mean there was another session where a woman described how doing that session was like 20 years of therapy in 90 minutes that's what she said and she said it was just that powerful for me and it's amazing because it can be cathartic and I had the catharsis as well from other sessions but in this particular one it made me realize actually you know you could go into some pretty dark places and come out feeling pretty rough on the other side of it if you don't have the proper guidance for it and and so yeah it was that kind of experience and you know again like I appreciate it because it taught me something um, taught me something like you know just whatever it did but like one of the things it taught me was like, okay you know I went to a pretty rough place but eventually I, you know, I came out of it I was okay um, and uh, it just goes to show the power of power of breathing is it was is recently initially how this came up but yeah the power of breath and how it can affect you psychologically as well so there's there's many many different ways for you to use breath and for the sake of your life and it can make it better but obviously clearly if you don't know what you're doing with it it can make it worse mm. but um um but yeah do it there's lots of um harmless ways of using using your breath to yeah. help you help you improve your life 100 percent, man it's like, it's like spider-man right so where that word mm. great with great power comes great responsibility like don't yeah, just man. don't just dump this in someone's lap and go, oh, yeah you have it now so no teach yeah. them how to use it and uh, yeah, yeah, I think mean, that's that's a uh, it's an interesting part of the industry where you've got to be quite skeptical, but like it made you have an experience that you go back away from and you learn from. So uh, hmm. it turned out good, right? It turned out good. Yeah, it's just what's wild about it is is like um, I still need to understand what it represents. <clears throat> like um, I still actually don't really I don't really know that. So when I do talk about it, it does actually bring something up in me. Mm, and um, yeah, so. It, there's something there that's unexplored mm-hmm. and un, uh, which hasn't fully revealed itself to me and it's kind of scary territory because like, okay mm-hmm. well if it makes me do if it makes me feel that way then you know what the fuck is there mm-hmm. but it's like uh, you know when I kind of always trust in I never say never I, but I, so I always trust in the idea that at the right time this will get explored and yeah, yeah. I will come back to it and it will be when I do come back to it it will be the right time to come back to it I like it, bro. That's a brave. That's a brave mm. summation of it. So, uh, mm. 2021. That's what we're gonna come. So we're gonna come back to it. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> figure that out at some point. Right? Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Whenever it is. Whenever it comes. Right. It's like 2021 or 2051. <laughs> whenever it decides to be like, yeah, you need to sort this shit out. Because yeah. um, I have I have weighed up weighed that up as well. It's like okay, to the extent that it affected me, like yes, it did. Um, but can it? Uh, yeah, how much do I need to look into it? The answer is I don't know, but it doesn't feel like it's pressing enough you know, compared to other things 
yeah, in in my life. So, but yeah, at one point I think you will get you will get addressed, and it's just a matter of uh, I guess building up the muscle to go there again. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Be interesting to talk about that that process when it comes around again. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Because like people who have taken psychedelics um, and you know ayahuasca ceremonies and stuff like that talk about that happening mm. to them, and I got that in a breath session. Yeah, so yeah, again, yeah. the power the power of it and how it can affect your life. And um, I certainly like I do recommend people do it, um, even though I've had that experience. Mm. That doesn't mean that doesn't invalidate it. That means there's something there to be explored. So if you're going to yeah. do something like that, um, you got to be doing it with people who know what they're doing for sure. And you got to be doing it with um, you know, people who like you know worst case scenario happens, they know how to guide you out of that. Too right, man. Too right. Mm. Interesting stuff, man. Interesting stuff. That topic I'm breathing went really deep. So, uh, people, if you're listening, yeah. get in touch with your own with your own thoughts on that and uh, mm. where we can take it, where we can take our, our understanding of breathing. I think uh, I think I'll have to call it there, G, for today. I'm getting shouts yeah. from from my mum being like, "We gotta go, we gotta go." I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. Let's let's run out. That's but, cool. Uh, appreciate the time, man. That was it was really really cool chat. Yeah, that was cool, man. I'm glad you brought up the things you brought up as well. That was um, that was uh, that was some powerful stuff. And then um, yeah, so yeah, to everybody listening, watching, uh, give us a thumbs up, uh, subscribe to the show. Um, if you're enjoying it as well, hit that five star rating and review on Apple iTunes and podcast. And um, also tell us what you think as well. Get in touch with us. Find us on Instagram at Evolve Achieve Thrive, and um, give us your thoughts. You know the things you agree with, what you don't agree with. Um, what your insights were, what you resonated with, and mm. uh, we'd love to open up that dialogue as well because it's always cool to get different perspectives. And um, another thing is we are taking a week off next week. We've got a sabbatical from the podcast, so we're going to have two weeks between this episode and the next one. Uh, give us some time off for Christmas, a bit of recharge, and uh, hit the ground running come 2021. And um, so we wish everybody listening and watching a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right, see you soon.